This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Joe Rooney and I played Father Damo. And I'm Patrick McDonald and I played Owen McLove. And this is Talking Ted, a show about the memories, stories and insights into what has made Father Ted the jumper cake of Irish TV shows. So we're going to talk about episode three now, The Passion of St. Tibulus. That's right, yeah. So a few years before this was filmed, there was a big scandal around the um, Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Where Christ uh, marries Mary Magdalene. It was a big, big, big thing in Ireland. Big yeah. thing around the world. There were protests against it. Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese film. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe played Jesus and he married, what was her name? Oh, Barbara Hershey. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Barbara Hershey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't Barbara blame. Hershey. Yeah, She's gorgeous. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, so it opens with the Cuban priest. Yeah, who's dubbed. Yeah. And he leaves the video. Yes, that's thing. right. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. I love the way it's dubbed. You know, it's it's not it's dubbed in a very straight. That's right. Uh, voice. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it, Jeffrey Perkins does the voice. No way, he does the producer, the producer of Father yeah. Ted. Yeah. Great guy. So it's Passion of the and the, and the the Last Temptation of Christ that featured David Bowie as Pontius Pilate. Yeah, you told me that the other day. I can't. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I yeah. have to go back and have a look at that. Yeah. Does he talk? Release like Barabbas. <laughs> I think he says that, yeah. Yes. Uh, crucifixion. Crucify him. Oh. And we had a lot of scandals. There were a lot of f- films, but there was a censor in Ireland who used to ban a lot of films. The yeah. Catholic Church was still very A lot of Monty Python films. Monty Python, whatever, yeah. I think Frank Hall, who did Hall's Pictorial Weekly, was, was the censor. Was the censor, actually, yeah. yes. So hypocritical. And Father is. Ted, or Father Jack, sorry, worked for Frank Hall. Uh, with in Hall's Victoria, Frank Kelly did, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't see very much in so there Ireland. There must have been a lot of pressure from the church then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You couldn't read everything you wanted to or see everything you wanted to in Ireland because of that. Yeah, they were the filter, and so uh, this episode reflects that. There's a film, The Passion of St. Tibulus, we don't see, and it's banned. Yeah, and also, uh, well, this film is banned. Uh, they're trying to ban it, and it, well, it's not it, banned. It, yeah, they're trying to yeah it protest. Be- it. it was a thing that if there was a f- kick fuss about it then everyone wants to see the film but we did yeah there was a a, a culture of censorship and uh, forbiddenness absolutely um, obviously even contraceptives banned um, yeah exactly uh, what, what about um, that's a long scene isn't it with your man mm, this is where they have uh, Father Jack's wax is made into candles the wax uh, from his ear I have very waxy ears have you yeah my father did as well there's so a then phone Bishop, call from Brennan, Bishop Brennan, iconic character, uh, yeah. Jim Norton, a great actor. Yeah, and uh, this is his first appearance in Father Ted, and and uh, he's done a lot of great theatre work. The Seafarer, I met him once. Mm. Lovely, lovely man. Mm-hmm. Met him in England. Lovely mm. man, but yeah, he's mostly recognised for this character, just like us. Only he's good. Yes, but I haven't done he's lots talented. of great theatre work. No, all great film and television work like him. Ah, oh, absolutely. Was he in the Lonely Passion of Judith Heron? I think he might have been. He might have been. 
Um, he was in a lot of stuff. And he, yeah. Mm. But this is mostly what he's remembered for. Oh, here's the priest giving them their uh, gifts before he goes. So, but he's already given some uh, symbol of... Vert- the fertility symbol from whatever. Yeah, and then he the gives a VHS player. A video recorder. A VHS which, player. Like, we didn't have a VHS player for years and years at home. Yeah. It wasn't something that you had in Ireland. Like, they had them in the 70s in America. And we didn't have, We got ours in 1990. You just had to see things as it went out. So, even uh, in 95 or whenever this was, it wasn't a given that everyone had that a everyone video. It was still one. a big thing in Ireland. So, uh, there's the there's cock the, now. Yeah. In Ireland, we don't have those symbols. We do have the the shooting gigs, which is the opposite. The, yeah, the, the big. You know. They were do. They were. Uh, they were meant to repel bad spirits. Was it? Yeah. So, so shooting a gig just to explain. It wasn't any kind. It's of an ugly looking woman with her. And she's got her vagina open. Massive and they're big. genitals in the big. Yeah, and she's white, opening her wide. Yeah, and uh, they is were put like gargoyles. Word? Yeah. So it's on, not a symbol of. No, I don't think so. I think it was like meant to ward off spirits, yeah. yeah. And is that where the word gee comes from? I've no idea. Never thought of that. Mm. Good one. All right, might do. If anyone is not from Ireland, gee is an Irish word for the genital area of a woman. Yeah. Um, There'll be notes at the end of each episode. That's right. Uh, So they're talking about the bishop's son. He has a son. The bishop has a son. And this was a... after a big scandal in Ireland. Yes, yeah, so Bishop Casey. 19, yeah. 90s. Who, uh, yes, had He was a, a flamboyant, relation. very extrovert, very capable Bishop of Kerry. Very, no, Galway. Oh, Galway, but he had been in Kerry. Very popular. And in Galway. He started out in England and he was very good at helping the homeless and the Irish people who mm. were based in England. Went to Kerry, very, uh, you know, a lot of energy and then went to Galway. And, and they loved superstar. him in Galway. They loved him. And he, he, he was the warm-up for the Pope with mm. Father Michael Cleary. In Dublin, or was it Galway? I can't remember. Uh, sorry, Dublin, Phoenix uh, Park. The Phoenix did the Park was up. the big one. So they were superstars yeah, yeah, in Ireland, yeah. and he, it turns out he had had a kid. And his, the woman he had the kid with appeared in the Late Late Show. Gayborn patronised her. It was a big scandal, yes. massive he tra- scandal. Gayborn treated her very badly on the Late Late yeah. Show. Yeah. Very bad. And this is what this reflects. Um, and uh, bishops were scary characters. They were like. Very, like oh, however like, much you like, you did up your house when the priest was coming and the priest was on a pedestal. Pr- bishops were way higher than that. Like oh you would God. just, it'd be a phenomenal. They were, they were like it was like meeting Kenny Dalgleish, or oh, uh, maybe more Larry Hagman or someone like mm. big in the seventies, Lee mm. Majors or someone like that. I remember meeting Tom Tomas Sophie. Remember he visited. I was in hospital. Oh, you'd be speechless, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, and he I had we had to much. clean up. I I was sick. I. I had a testicle operation. I had an undescended testicle. Really? Yeah, and I was only just operated on and they had me out cleaning. Well, did he come in to bless it? Or? Yeah, and they had me out cleaning things and all that, you know, because the mm. cardinal was coming. I, had to, I remember polishing the uh, the taps and everything. Oh, in the house? Yeah, no, in the Where? bloody hospital. He the visited hospital. the hospital. <laughs> and, uh, While we you were, were in there getting yeah, operated on? I was overcoming the operation oh, and they had us gosh. up cleaning for the for the cardinal. Uh, so it was a huge deal. So you were afraid of them. So when when uh, McDougal is all you know very casual with them, mm. and calling them Len, that was a big deal. Like you, yeah. you, you would call them the first name now. Oh right, yeah. The only time you'd see a bishop really would be at the confirmation or, or like who's the top bishop in Ireland? Who's the head of the Catholic? I have no Church? idea. Who's the bishop of Armagh? Like we would have known that. We like, would have known Conroy back or in the day. Yeah, yeah. Eamon Martin wouldn't even recognise him. I only found mm. that out recently. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, they had a lot of power. Oh yeah. So that would have been quite controversial at the time then, this episode. 
Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're yeah. dealing with the films, the censorship, and also the bishop having a kid. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because I I was actually doing a a pub promotion back around that time for Harp, I think, and I made a joke uh, about Bishop Casey. It was in Galway, in a pub in Galway, and the whole place went quiet. Oh yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah. This was scandalised. My parents didn't ever watch it and didn't like it. And even when I was on it, they never really talked about it. Mm. You know. So the the uh, controversy here as well is about Father Ted is that he might have there was some money uh, missing in an account. Uh, missing yeah, and yeah. it was oh, meant was to it, send it, some young fella to yeah. Lourdes. That's right, yeah. And he and it disappeared. Yeah. And that was a big thing as well. Uh, if someone was sick in the parish, there'd be a big night to raise money to send them to Lourdes. Yeah. Imagine, not <laughs> to the hospital. Not to a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, we were very innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a big, de- big deal going to Lourdes or anywhere yeah. like she appeared. Like I'd say, knock oh, was Medjugorje for was the other. Knock one. was for a very small case, a low yeah, level disease, a wart. stage one cancer, whatever. <laughs> but Lourdes was stage three to four, I'd say. Medjugorje yeah. stage two. Yeah, you think Lourdes was the big one? Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that would be the big one, but it's near. Was she clearer on it, or was she, what? Like, did you say more? What well, the girl, the what's her name? Who's the one that saw her at Lourdes? Or oh, maybe I'm thinking of another. But there's one of them there. Bernadette. Her body's supposed to be preserved. Oh, that's Saint. Oh, Jesus. Is that a different Teresa. one? Saint Teresa. Saint Teresa of Lasso or somewhere like that. Yeah, your body's the still of her body. Yeah. Bring it round, yeah. Um, but anyway, Saint Bernadette was the one in Lourdes. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I, they were going, flights going directly from Dublin to to. Uh, Yugoslavia, which it was Yugoslavia back then. That's where Medjugorje was. And I went over on one of them flights, didn't go to Medjugorje, but I, I, I was in Yugoslavia when it was a communist country. There's the cinema now, featuring yeah. John, John Kenny. Kenny. Okay, we've got John Kenny on the line now, who played the owner of the cinema in episode Three, which was called The Passion of Sintibulus. Yeah. John, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. yeah. So, do you remember much about that time that you were in that episode of Father Ted? Well, I, at the time, I suppose I was gigging with Matt at the time, you know, with the, yeah, unbelievables, I suppose that's the, that was the, the main thing at that time. Um, that's what I was at outside of that. We didn't do, hadn't done much T. I I think myself and Pat never did any TV work at all, really. We kind of, um, I don't think we ever did anything at all, like as regards a TV series or a comedy series or anything. We did the odd sketch, obviously, on, on different programs and that, or but we'd never done anything on that scale, or I'd never done anything sort of comic-wise on film or anything before for TV, you know? Yeah, but you were doing the unbelievables that, that that it was huge it was huge at that time wasn't it that it would yeah, take it, it off yeah it was really busy it was great it was good yeah it was good we were we were very busy doing theater work and shows live shows and mm. i suppose we were at it like 52 weeks of the year nearly we were at it 52 weeks of the year actually, wow. for for years yeah yeah it was an awful i think one time around that time we'd done between everything, we'd done a run one time and we didn't stop. I think it went on for about two and a half years. Wow. That's nearly every week for two and a half years without a break. Oh, it was God. kind of crazy, like, you know, yeah, it was just madness, you know. So even getting the time off uh, around to do a few things like that, you know, I probably remember being on set and then rushing off to do a gig afterwards, like, which was the norm, you know. But, um, 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and the one thing I remember about it was kind of I wasn't I wasn't really used to it. Uh, in a sense, I probably done a few things all right, but uh, the usual kind of waiting around, you know, drinking too much coffee out in double decker buses and stuff like that. You know, yeah. It I I, I don't envy it. I I mean I I admire people who um who have the patience. Um, geez, it's just hard work, really. Like it's just the waiting around and stuff. <laughs> But at the same time, you are. You never know what I suppose you're creating when you're in the middle of something like that, you know, or what the end product is going to be. You know, you say, you get a few lines in a script and you go, right. Yeah, sometimes you might get the full script. Other times you might just get the few lines, you know. Yeah. You don't know where you are, like, you know. And what did you yeah. think? Because uh, uh, at that time, uh, that's the first season. So Father Ted hadn't gone out. Hmm. And you, hmm. you, what did you think this I kind of, I tell you, it kind of dawned on me afterwards. I think they called him my, the, the, the character, me Hall, you know. And when I went to costume and after I'd done it, I suddenly realized what I should have done with it. You know, the, it was like, sure, for me, I should have done flamboyant kind of um, more like me Hall MacLean, or one of the empresarios of the of the theater world, you know, but he's running a cinema now, you know, because the, maybe he had a theater one time and he's turned it into a cinema. And he, yeah. I should have been more that character, I thought, you know, might have might given him a bit more color, you know, he was a bit bland. And I remember just being home weeks after we'd done it and the penny dropped on me how I should have played it. And I went, I wish I could go back and do that again, because <laughs> then I would have a lot more fun with him if I had played him like that, you know. But you did get back again the year after. I did. Yeah, I did. And um, that was that was in the Eurovision episode. That's an amazing, and, um, char- amazing character. Is- well, it was a bit of crack because I suppose that was the easiest gig I ever had to do because I didn't have any lines to learn, you know. It was all rubbish, like, you know, they were going down here, they won't be going there. And, and also, if you have a bullock with us, you know, there was something else. Like, you're like, you carry a man gone mad, like, you know, like, if they be talking, they had to go there. And they were sitting in the middle of the wood, and all that, they're like, you know, they all understand one another. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, so that was gas from the left. I started talking gibberish at the script, and that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> did you audition Do for that. the second one? Did you have to audition the second time? I think I did. I went along to a reading anyway, and but the, the reading was. I mean, that was the reading. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I and I can't really remember the sort of sequence of things of. But I just remember the lad saying, "Yeah, that that that's going. That that's great. That that's do that." <laughs> so. And once again, you kind of do it, you go like, I wonder what's this going to turn out like. But I suppose, yeah, in the whole scheme of things, yeah, that, that it worked, I suppose. You know, it worked. Mm. Maybe somebody, like, you know, you said, you give it to someone else, somebody else will do something else with it. Even the exact same script, the exact same character, you know. I suppose that's the interesting thing about, you know, comedy or anything, especially comedy, I think. Yeah. It gives you that kind of that free reign, like you know. And they certain they gave you a bit of free reign, I think, didn't you? To to. Oh yeah, absolutely. They did indeed. Yeah, I mean, there was no. That's what I was saying. Even about the the first episode, where at the uh, cinema owner, they did. I mean, I felt God. Maybe is that what the guys were? Is that what they'd written? Is that what they had in their mind? This kind of flamboyant, over the top ex theatre owner, like this kind of uh, you know you know, a real sort of, a little bit of a darling, really, and a bit of a dandy as well, you know, it's very theatrical, but he's running a cinema now, my dear boy, you know, <laughs> and he's all excited about it, he's still, into the, he's still in show business, you see, he's still in theatre, <laughs> you know, and and they, I, I often think of that, I've never, I never asked the lads, actually, you know, yeah. is that what they had in mind, but definitely afterwards, I suppose, I thought, yeah, that's what I should have done, but as you say, should they let me do what I wanted to do, which was... That's the perfectionist. Quite, quite, 
the in- <laughs> insecure actor. Yeah. I never like, thought much know, of that. Know, oh, that could have been better. Oh God, that's lacking well, something, and it's brilliant. Well, I, I haven't been losing. I haven't been beating myself up over it. I no. lose sleep, but it's uh, but it's one of those things. Yeah, I you never them. know. You don't ever. You, you don't ever know until you've done it. You know, dear, or yeah. when you're told and you're stuck together. Yeah, your input or whatever it is. You know, you kind of go. But I think we are anyway. I think all performers. Are, I think it's probably yeah. Being, I think, does it happen more with comedy? I haven't done any stand up now in a while. And I've been just doing just doing theatre work, doing plays and that. And I find it, my God, it's an awful lot less stressful because when you're up there doing comedy, mm. you take it very personally for some reason. Although you could be talking pure shite like a rubbish, but for some reason it's your shite and your rubbish. You know what I mean? It's not someone else's script. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so when you're on stage, you're, you're blaming the, the playwright. Yeah, I'm not blaming him at all. <laughs> I just go, all right, this is <laughs> this what is it awful, is and not I'm me. doing it like, you know. But when you're doing your own material, for Christ's sake, I don't think... I don't know. Well, maybe I was just going like, Christ, that didn't work. Why did I do that? You know, this constant fucking questioning, you know. That's amazing, though, because you were doing stuff even before The Unbelievables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was incredible characters. I remember you did a character who was like, he'd come back from either Birmingham or Manchester, and you had this kind yeah, of yeah. half Irish, half, was it Birmingham accent or Manchester? Yeah, yeah. Well, he worked He worked in Dagenham, I think. And I, yeah. I placed him in working in Fords and Dagenham. But I had an uncle like that. I'm sure everyone in Ireland had the uncle who came home. Yeah. And I suppose it's kind of of a time, you know, when, you know, when they come over and they had a half Irish, half English accent. You're still a bit of guttable here somewhere, but you had a bit of, it was like, <laughs> he'd have a half a bitter. And he'd be going to the local. He'd say, you, you don't do pork scotchings here, do you? You know, <laughs> and you, you could get a half a bitter over, you know, and there's this lovely role I was in London last week and I met a corkman. He was exactly the same, you know. And he'd been in the army in Ireland and I asked him where what he was doing. And and I loved the accent because the cork accent was still there, but it was in the middle of tooting. And I met him in a bar and um, just chatting. And uh, it's just lovely because uh, that accent is still there too behind it. But yeah, that was Uncle Martin, yeah. Come here, John. Where, yeah, did, you f- where did you film those cinema scenes? You know, the bit in the... With Ted and Doom. That one was done down that that one was done down in Wicklow. Um I think it was a cinema near Greystones, outside Greystones. Obviously, I I think like a lot of cinemas at the time, it's probably reopened since it was that time when cinema seemed to go redundant, you know. Um I don't know, was it the because the there was no Netflix or anything, but I think v, VHS is there was one in every house or close enough to it and all that kind of thing. And there's a lot of cinemas in small towns or average sized towns or even biggish towns in Ireland where the cinemas had closed down. They're all opened up again. Well, a lot of them have, thanks be God, which is great. But we filmed that down there um, for the Eurovision. They used the old Theatre Royal in, in Limerick. Wow. Um, yeah, it was an old, it was an old cinema and theatre venue at one stage and had been a cinema then as well. And then at that time, it was being used for live gigs and stand-up. And, and so um, you haven't, uh, in either of the episodes, have you done all your uh, shooting in Ireland? You've not done stuff in the... in the. Uh... Yeah, we did some of the studio stuff then, you know. Oh, there was okay. bits, I think, in the afterwards in the, some of this was shot in London over, you know, with the studio audiences, which was really great, actually. Um, there was a lovely buzz about being in the studio because, because of the live audience and... Um, the, the live audience, obviously, when you come, when we got to the second series, when the lads got to the second, sure, there was a fan base there, you know, and uh, you could feel the buzz in the audience. They just loved it all. They loved all the madness, you know, mm. and it, it was great to do the um, 
and uh, the scene. And of course, Peter, Peter Caffrey, who played opposite me, has passed away since. Uh, Jesus Peter was a lovely actor. Like, I mean, he was real. He, ha he had the real actor's voice. He had a great speaking voice, you know, he had a real stage voice, you know. And um, so it was really, it was great to have a, an opportunity to work with him. And uh, I suppose, like, yeah, there was, all, there was so many people, you know, have been through it, like, but the studio thing was really special. I remember just the buzz in the studio. It was like a gig. It was like a live gig, really. Even if you have to do a, a second take and another take, where, where there wasn't too it moved along fairly lively, but the audience were great. Like, it was just great to have the audience there. Mm. And yeah. so in that third episode, I mean, the passion of St. Tibulus, I mean, it reflects uh, things that did happen in Ireland where uh, people, uh, the, the church yeah. didn't like a film that was being shown <laughs> Well, I grew up in the village and I wrote sketches about it. People thought I was making it up. We had a priest. We had, um, what, what do they call him? Um, <laughs> the, we had our national censor, censor board or our man who was over the censor at the time. But our local parish priest wasn't very, wasn't always happy with that. So he had he had skilled himself in being able to paint over the cinema posters, those beautiful old cinema posters. <laughs> really? And he, anything with a bikini, every woman... <laughs> Was it was wearing a blue evening dress? He obviously a blue poster paint. <laughs> no matter what you were looking at, every woman and every poster, if the if the blouse was too low or there was a bit of breast showing or a bit of leg or a bit of arm, they all got a blue evening dress. He was he was a master at it. You'd look at it and you wouldn't know the difference. And wow. I remember as a young fella, fucking discovering he was painting over the boobs and all the, you Brilliant. know. And of course, I, I, I'd be scraping it off with a fucking penny trying to see what was underneath it. That was the only way. And I remember getting, I remember getting like, caught a few times, you know. Yeah. I think it was barred from the cinema actually for a while. That was my punishment for um, trying to figure out. But I, I copped out what I kept on what he was up to, you know. So I, I suppose it was very. I could. No, we never had a protest in our local cinema. <laughs> and, uh, but my God, was it so, um, you know, there was a lot of it that, that was... Um, yeah. I'd love to see... So you know Rackle so Welch? Reason. You know that Rackle Welch uh, uh, yeah. poster? Did you have that? You didn't yeah, have yeah. her in the a blue one, dress. Um, Bo did Derek, you? is it? Which? Yeah, there was Bo, Bo Derek, Derek, but Rackle mm. Welch at the, yeah. uh, whatever that one, a, bit, a billion years BC or whatever. Yeah, it's in the yeah, Shawshank yeah. Redemption. I'd love to see her with the blue dress. Everything. Yeah. I tell you the most ridiculous thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they were all wearing evening dresses, no matter where the setting was, <laughs> all of a sudden you saw a beach scene. I can. I remember seeing, you know, posters of stuff like a Bond film, and they'd be on a beach with cocktails, <laughs> and the sun would be spitting the rocks, and you wouldn't have an evening dress on her. Like, and <laughs> I did. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, and uh, but it was funny. But it was it was true. It was uh, you know that went on. Father Morris did that. God rest his soul. Like to try and. You know, to make sure that our minds wouldn't have been corrupted or misled, or and he used to edit the stuff as well. If there was a bit in it that was anyway dodgy, the film would suddenly stop. Really? And of course, the lads knew there was a raunchy bit coming up, and then all the lads would be waiting for it. Fucking Mario would never show it though. Yeah. The thing would just stop as if it had broken down, and then everyone would start banging their feet on the floor. Ah, oh, Jesus, it was like, I mean, you wouldn't believe it. And um, you get uh, the fellas would be making the sounds of cab. Oh, yeah, that was another one when there was anyone. Um, We'd say even a love scene now. It wouldn't be too raunchy. If it was raunchy, it wouldn't exist. Like those things were edited out as well. But um, you, the lads would start making noises like this. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the whole cinema. 
as if they were at a mart or something. I don't know what that was about. I was, I was fucking too young to know the symbolism of Did it mean anything? I haven't a clue. But anyway. Uh, innocent times. Yeah. It's, innocent times. So yeah. I suppose Michael reminded me a bit of that, like, as well. But you're, they were a great one. Michael was, I suppose, not like Father Morris. He could see the importance of having something with a bit of an edge in it to get the crowd in. As somebody used to say about the missions long ago, fellas, fellas went to the missions when they used to come around the place. The only reason they went was to hear about sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they would never, it would never be mentioned only for missionaries. They went, they went in innocent and they came out as the mentors and they'd bull into and they came around the place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> missionaries had them driven made. Yeah, yeah. It's... You know, I so said there was, you know, sort of, yeah, it was innocent times, all right, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, good it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And the women outside as well, talking about yeah. the um, they'd be all smoking crack now and all this kind of crack. It's like Cinema Paradiso. Remember that film? Yes, yes, where they, yes. They oh, used yeah. to edit the film. It was all kisses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd and say down in temporary be something else. Yeah. Mm. Like, how to Limerick? That's the same. We're Limerick. on the border, like. Oh know? yeah, we're on the Limerick. We're on the Limerick. Yeah. But do you think with your kids, do they would would they watch Father Ted and think it's like a foreign country? Like it's so ch- Ireland has I changed think, so much. I think what the lads like about it is really. I think there's you know, that that whole thing, the, the whole Ted thing is just so surreal in its own way. Like you know, and that I suppose that really isn't that. That's what works about the bloody thing. It, it it's so surreal, but at the same time, there's a huge. It's there's a truth in it, mm. exaggerated beyond where you can go. Like. Right, yeah, they're all, are they all really that simple? No, but by God, it's so silly, it's so daft, and yet it's so real, it's so true. I mean, the, the scripting of it is, yeah, it just works, you know, it really, it'll be there forever. And it, I mean, you still, I still look at it, they're still showing it, and you look over, God, I would watch this one. I've seen it 20 times, not the one with me in it now, but other ones. Look, it's, it's fun, it's great, it's madness, it's surreal, the, you know, all this, all the stuff about it. So, um, yeah, and I think my lads just enjoy the madness of it, how mm. surreal it is, how daft it is. And look, the characters as well, I suppose. How how easy is it to get something? It's hard to get something that works. But in fairness, between Dermot and Ardell and and Frank and what you call oh, her, um, Pocket Lads, there was four people. There was four people on the set, like, and you you just couldn't have thought of anyone else at the end of the day who could have done it any better or anything it, the chemistry between them all the characters and their own individual it just works you know it just works doesn't it and it funny thing in that episode as well is Jim Norton who played Bishop Brennan yeah sure, look a really amazing actor he's done such really brilliant work over the years I'd seen yeah. him in so many things in television heavyweight yeah, yeah. and uh, that's what he's remembered for that's what he's most recognised for you wonder what that yeah. must be like I wish for, you did yeah, I know. Does he feel go Christ? <laughs> I know it should be a piece of Beckett or a piece of something else, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I know, but it 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 is amazing. I suppose that is the power of um of that medium and the success of that show is that like I mean I go away and I'd be fucking standing in a in a shop in Edinburgh or London and it has happened to me and people say you're your man from Father Ted. Now I've fucking gone balding and old and fat, but they'd still go. You, your man from Father Ted. <laughs> so that's what you know. It's it's it just shows the power of it, you know. And I I get I get a, I get a few bob from um, the crowd every now and again. And not yeah. much now, you know. I, I think I got a check one time for four pound fifty. 
from Channel 4 or someone. I had yeah, a phrase, yeah. actually. I didn't catch it, you know. Or no. it was less, even. It was just a mature look at. It's funny, though. They, they, do you find they chase you to tell you how much you're owed and then you find out it's only five or something? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> cheaper for them not to free. ring. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. But you do get something. I think I got one check one time for one something. And I kept that one as well, you know. But sure, look at there's better than lads trying to avoid you, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, in Ireland they wouldn't chase. Roger will see you by and by. It's good for your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good exposure. <laughs> good exposure. That's the one. Good exposure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, John. It was brilliant talking to you. Good to hear from you. Not again. at all, lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thanks a million. Thanks. Not at all. And good luck with everything, lads. Thanks, Thanks John. John. Talk right. to you later. All right. Bye. 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 bye, bye. bye. This show is a part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. To support the show and for bonus content and lots more, you can become a member of Headstuff Plus. Go to headstuffpodcasts.com. Fascinating interview there. That was amazing about the priest in his parish painting over the poster. Oh yeah, it's a different era. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Is it subtitled? That's a funny one as well, because people... Is it subtitled? Ah, no, I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> People who still wouldn't watch a subtitle film. Yeah. And so films were dubbed very badly, and people yeah. would watch that. The only thing there was a chance of seeing a breast or something. That was the only thing. French films. Kind of, yeah. They were more French free films. and open like that. Yeah. So yeah, there was a. I remember watching a French film where they said, uh, one of the lads in it said, eh, uh, every woman's uh, vagina is different. Throw a lot of penises in a basket. You don't know which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> And that was subtitled. Uh, subtitled. Yeah. The French can get away with that rubbish. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they were very open like that, yeah. Mm. Mm. Remember Betty Blue? Oh, I, yeah. I put it on the other day and my daughter was there going, this is an old film, Betty Blue. I didn't realise it. It opens with the two of them yeah. riding yeah. in the nip. That's right. Sitting there with my daughter. It's the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. actually not a great film. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. This is where uh, Dougal is, thinks he's on, um, what is it, Bob? Uh, Blockbusters. Blockbusters. Yeah, we Great were obsessed with that. Program. Great show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, P, please, Bob. I can, of course, everyone had a laugh then when E became popular. And That's right. Go, can I have an E, please, Bob? Yeah. Yeah, the role uh, was two. The question uh, would was begin two with against the one. The one person, the one person only had to get four questions right on the, on the grid. And the, mm. the, the, the two people had to get five. Uh. Remember that? There were good prizes as well, the gold run and all of that. You know, it was good for yeah. the time for school kids. Yeah. Mm. It was an afternoon show, right? Yeah. And there used to be people from Northern Ireland and we had to guess if they were Catholic or Protestant. And now from Northern Ireland, you know, it'd be Michael and Stephen and, you'd, and my father would be saying, I'd say he's one of our own. He's yeah. one of our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there'd be some answer to get right, but I oh, know it's one, it's one of them. It's them. <laughs> Something about... You know, John, uh, you know, John Knox or someone like that. Some yeah, right. I know it's them. I used to love those afternoon shows like 15 to 1 as well. Yeah. Um, uh, quiz shows, afternoon quiz shows. Presume they're still they were wearing glass. Oh, my father used to always say, that's a girl's question. That's really? Girl- yeah, if there was nothing about baking, like a Dundee cake or something. That's a girl's question. You shouldn't be asking that. There should have been girls and boys questions for each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and about football. Uh, that's a boy's question. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Bishop Brennan has left his his bag and his passport. Oh, and did he leave the and, tape? Um, the tape, the it. tape. Yeah, and Father Jack has it. Yeah, uh, he has it sitting on it there. And um, yeah, it's quite clever by times, Jackie. Yeah, it seemed like he had 
early stage dementia, but he was quite together. Yeah, quite times. yeah. Well, he's like a junkie. He do he he'd yeah. be very clever when it came to getting his drink. He gave a speech in the episode I was in. They had a you know they lie in they lie in something like wolves and all that. He loved Frank loved that. The all fact right. that he got to act, yeah, do yeah. a bit more than just say drink and fact. Yeah, yeah. John and Mary in the third episode. Yeah, they're in all three episodes. In, yeah, they were meant in it. They were kind in it, weren't they? Really, they were. Did they not? Were they not in as many later on? Then? No, right. But yeah. I Jamie. suppose the joke is a one. It's a one. Yeah, trick pony joke, or whatever. But they are more than one trick pony. They are absolutely. Um, yeah, and the shops they, as well at the time. It's not it like really now well. which are quite well laid out. No. You literally were going into shops that sold hoses. Yeah, and religious everything. religious stuff statues, as well. Statues, yeah, with the with the groceries, yeah. the bread, and bread the and milk, and uh, sweets. Yeah, uh, cigarettes. Quite, quite a pain. Mostly, most of our outgoings uh, were, were cigarettes. People bought, I suppose, yeah. bottles of harp. Mm. But and, uh, they were rubbish and shops. Uh, lucky bags for kids. Well, lucky bag. Yeah, just a bag. You didn't know what would be in it. No, and uh, there could be these sweets that had coins in them. Do you That's remember right. them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sweet with a coin. Yeah, in it. but she, we didn't care about her teeth. We didn't even go to the <laughs> well, dentist. I didn't mind that our kids choked on yeah, a coin. No. no. <laughs> That's right. There's the people going up to the uh, uh, cinema and they're looking at, it. and it's obviously attracting them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Forbidden. They want to go. This fella, his his wife has just died, but he's still going to see the film. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're iconic now. The careful <laughs> now and all of that. That's become unbelievable at every protest. Yeah. Someone will have a sign, careful now, down with that sort of thing. Yeah. That is incredible. That's part yeah. of Irish culture now. It is, yeah. Yeah. You wonder if the lads get paid for that. Get some yes. recognition. Yeah. Like... Um, the two writers. And the two women. They're really Were they talking good. about Joy in the Hood there? Oh, no, that's the episode you were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, is talking yeah, about yeah. their husband's penis. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. That's right. New Year's isn't shaped like that. That's right. She is. Oh, she's brilliant. Brilliant. I spoke to someone recently about, like, they'd come to live in Ireland in the 80s or whatever, and I was saying, what a kip it was. Mm. Said, oh, no. Because they'd come from New York, and it was all char- They loved the charm. They right. loved the way we were less uptight and whatever. Right. But it was a kip. It's much better now. I think so. Absolutely, I think so. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh they're, they're changed by the way they couldn't they lost the key to the handcuffs so I oh, mean yeah, obviously that's yeah. obvious I don't know why I'm pointing that yeah, out yeah. Uh, but yeah you're patronising the audience I am yeah and there's people coming from all over now to see the film because yeah uh, but uh, yeah Dublin was or Ireland was, was a kid. it was actually really hard I, I was hard to get into a pub if you look kind of different I, I remember yeah just to wear like I used to wear a very flamboyant. I used to wear a bit of makeup even, and I'd only go into pubs around a certain area in Dublin. But if I, w- I wouldn't go over the Connell Bridge, or oh, you wouldn't go over the North Side, just Bartley Duns or whatever, you'd yeah. get refused from a pub and probably beaten up outside while the bouncers are watching. Uh, I find that this line where he says you'll be sent up someplace where two tribes are knocking, have knocked the shit out of each other for you, centuries. That probably you couldn't use that now. No, you wouldn't say it now. You wouldn't no. say that now. No. Yeah. And actually, I met. I did something with Arthur years mm. later. Lunine Live. It was a, a radio show with Richard Cooper and um, Deirdre Kane, and they recorded a bit with me, him and Paul Woodfull, who's 
you know, yeah, in Pogba, this. And uh, a great friend of ours and was Ding Dong Denny and whatever, and a friend of Arthur's. And they, they did, uh, we did a big thing called the Wacky Races, where I was this racist uh, lorry driver who talked about different places. But Arthur was obsessed with Suriname. Yeah. This was one of his things, and that's where they mentioned Suriname. He's just fascinated by this country we know very little about. Yeah. Do you know where it is, Suriname? I don't actually Yeah, know you see, no one knows. You think Vietnam or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of up on the coast. It's at the top of South America, you know, on the Atlantic right. coast, yeah. Wow. And that's where he got that from, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I can't go it's to the funny, Philippines. It's because Arthur yeah. gets obsessed. He was also obsessed with Nazis in a funny way. He thought they were funny. Yeah. He thought that's right, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. He used to also put it out that he was obs- uh, he he'd written books about JFK. That was the thing that he used to put out in blurbs. Oh really? Like he used to print. He was JFK. The other thing about Father Ted was that I was, we were talking uh, in the last episode about Kevin McAleer being in a uh, comedian at the time. But he wasn't in Father Ted, but he's been so told so many times. You went for the part of Father Ted, of course, and you didn't get it. He was told it, this got out. That yeah, he, you know, he didn't. Probably just because he has grey hair. Yeah, and he has to. He had to constantly tell journalists that he had never no. gone for the part of Father Ted yeah oh my god that's ridiculous he he's so not Father Ted yeah it's exactly it would have been a different show entirely <laughs> yeah with Dougal <laughs> imbecilic yeah um, and there we are there the t- uh, the credits now and Mrs Doyle is doing what she's cleaning the Virgin Mary yeah. there. And, and like the Virgin Mary statues are still all over Ireland yeah, the Marian year of 1954 mm. was uh, when uh, they were put up mm. all over uh, Ireland. You get them in every council estate, every roadside, mm. wherever. It's often locals will tell you, uh, you know, giving you directions. You go around, the, you'll see Virgin Mary at the side of the road and then you go left, just after the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm kind of, I kind of think they're cool. Yeah. So there you go. That was the passion of Saint Tibulus. Thanks very much to John Kenny. Yeah, great sport. Great actor though. Great funny actor. Jeez, what a man! What a man! And what I, an episode! Yeah, brilliant. You've been listening to Talking Ted. Thank you to John Kenny for talking to us. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.